So my first question, hey guys, how's it going? Awesome. Good. That wasn't a question, was it? Well, it was a question. Um, we're at Porkfest. You're both uh, newbies to Porkfest? Yeah, first year. Yeah. yeah, first time in New Hampshire, even. I mean, we've heard about it. I've known about it for over 10 years. I think you have as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this 15? is our first time finally able to come out. So. How'd you find it? Um, I... Oh, how oh. did we find <laughs> it? Oh, do you mean like, how did we literally physically find well, it? Well, no, not literally physically. Oh, like, oh, how, oh, like how, how did you it? discover Porkfest? <laughs> this beautiful community of, oh. of mostly crazy libertarians <laughs> who mostly love each other. Well, um, I mean, just online, like, uh, I've, I've just heard about it for a long time. It was something, I guess, uh, I guess looking back, the first person I knew that went was Stefan Molyneux. Uh, he went years ago, like 2013 or something. So I just saw like video clips of him and being on stage with, I think Bob Murphy at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I bet you Bob Murphy's probably been here. Yeah, so that that was the first time I saw it, and I was like, I'd really, that was just one little slice of it. Yeah. So coming here was, like, blew my mind. I, I wasn't expecting all the fun experiences. I wasn't expecting seeing so many children running around, uh, selling whatever, you know, or just playing. Yeah. Like, I, there's this one kid who's, like, selling pickles. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's did, like. Did you buy a pickle? No, because oh. we have to go to Florida. I I don't know if we could transport a thing of pickles. I'm really he tempted. He needs like a pocket pickle protector, so we could actually like yeah, transport that. With you us. know, if it's like a yeah. are you, are you going <laughs> to fly to the state like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the kid is way richer than most people here at yeah. this point now. He's sold. <laughs> he's got an gold number bags. Of he's got he's cornered the market. Yeah, he's he's really cornered <laughs> the pickle market here. Yeah. So yeah. He, he also said he's like you know I found out Asians really like spicy sour things. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I really like it too. Yeah. Yeah. He went straight to his target market. Yeah. yeah. You know what? On that note, I'm going to go find him and buy like just one pickle and yeah. just eat it right there. Yeah. That's I, I don't have to buy a jar. So. I mean, I like the, <laughs> you know, part of the culture here over, over the years is, and I don't remember the first time I was here, but it, it was at least 10, 12 years ago, something like that. And it, it was a lot of young people like you guys um, who have since um, hooked up, gotten married, or whatever, and now there's a new generation of, of pork festers. Oh, okay. And, and all of these young people are, are, are being sort of radical entrepreneurs. And, yeah. And yeah. They said there's like more kids than there's ever been, which is really cool because which, you get yeah, to see children sense. both be armed and laboring at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You don't get that everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, true. you know, in, you definitely don't want to you know, cheat them on anything. They're going to come after you with a slingshot. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you, Jack? When is same story? I got a different story. So it's kind of crazy. There's a guy here named uh, Neil Connor, who <laughs> was the person who introduced me to the Free State Project Porkfest back when we were in college together. So we're talking something well over 15 years ago, and he's actually here. So I got to see <laughs> yeah. him. I was like, whoa, you're here? He's like, oh, you made it. I'm like, yeah, finally. Uh, I've known about Porkfest since, you know, way back in the day. I'm a big Liberty nerd, so I, you know, kept, kept track of what's going on and kind of vicariously lived through people. And now it's awesome to actually be here and be like, oh, okay, this actually is kind of like the, the libertarian mecca. It's it's amazing how many people are, are here from all over the, you know, the internet. You're used to seeing them yeah. online, but now you're here and like, oh, you're real. Okay. We've met yeah. a lot of people <laughs> that we've only ever known on the internet and some for years and yeah. for you, like some over a decade. Yeah. You yeah. Know, One like, guy, uh, oh, I met David. Were you surprised that they were flesh and blood? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I touched to make sure that I got consent, of course, but yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, you're real, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a blast. It's been absolutely amazing. So what what have you guys done? You've uh, I haven't seen a single thing you've done, I'll, I'll admit, ahead of time. <laughs> but you had different uh, events, talks. What did you do? Yeah, um, so on Tuesday we had a concert uh, night and we showcased like eight of our songs. And um, I'm a rapper. I, I love rap and hip hop, but we've also uh, like rock music and do singing as well. We also like to experiment with different kinds of sounds, like we've done 80s music, we've done country music, so we're really trying to bring the message of liberty through music. Um, and that's one of the things we do. Um, uh, I also make memes every day and videos. I also stream uh, every month as well. Um, so you can find a lot of videos that I've made in the past uh, eight years. Um, on different topics like the non-aggression principle, consent, uh, gun control, and why that's wrong. And yeah, so just trying to, in, in all the different mediums that we produce, really just trying to bring the, the message and the principles of liberty uh, in a medium that hopefully is accessible to a more mainstream audience. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, so I've, I've seen some of your rap videos, your, your rant against lockdowns is, is, <laughs> yeah. is fucking awesome. <laughs> Mask order, yeah. And I've seen some of your crazy rants, but I take it that you guys are like a musical team as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, we have a lot of music that we do together. Obviously, that's kind of a big thing. She does some solo stuff. I do some mm -hmm. solo stuff. We do a lot together. Uh, but we have a very broad base of, of media, you could say, because I have a comic book series called Voluntarius, the comic series. I also do a lot of promotion of unschooling uh, with my page, The Honest Teacher. And I've been on a number of series interviews for that, too, including with uh, Carrie McDonald, who's a senior fellow at the Foundation for Economic Education. She has a great book called Unschooled, uh, Raising Curious Children Outside the Conventional Classroom. She's amazing. Great book. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, absolutely love her and her work. And then, uh, you know, we do quite a few uh, other things, too, that, that are more, uh, I guess you could say, uh, non just creative uh, with my nonfiction books so I have two books out right now one is the definitive guide to libertarian voluntarism the other is a vision for a libertarian future and basically these books kind of help people understand the principles and give them a sense of incrementalism of how we can move toward a freer future and I did do a talk on that for Liberty 101 here on Wednesday so one thing I wanted to ask you specifically uh, about voluntarism I, I want you to explain that to us and um, is it different than agorism agorism i don't know how exactly you say that but but i have a vague understanding of what this is but tell, tell us what it is sure so voluntarism is the consent ethics of the philosophy of liberty um, it's this idea that in order for us to act ethically uh, we need to have consent of others and i think that this is pretty easy to relate to in any of the context you know when you're talking about a lot of crimes a lot of times the difference between whether something is uh, good or bad or criminal non-criminal is whether it's consent right if you have sex with someone and they're agreeing to that you're like oh, okay that's that's uh, wonderful but if they don't consent we call that rape and if you're, you know, trading with somebody, right, and you're giving them money, they give you a nice taco, like a Chad's Tacos over here, right? That's consensual. But if you go and you grab their taco and you run off with that without paying, you know, that's going to be theft. Um, and, you know, so on and so forth, right? If you fight somebody uh, and you're agreeing to that, you're in a boxing ring. But if someone just, you know, beating you and, and trying to mug you, you know, that's a battery. So we understand that consent really is what meters ethical behavior. And it's kind of a, a standard that most people already expect for themselves. And that's right. part because you cannot want your consent to be violated. It's, it's a logical impossibility, right? The act of wanting something is to consent to it. So you can't want your consent to be violated. So this kind of 
reciprocal, empathetic idea is very relatable for people to, to think about and adopt from themselves. And really where people get tripped up is when it comes to the state, where they are making excuses for non-consensual activity, aggressive behavior when someone has a badge or says, oh, I'm from the government. So a big part of my work is helping people apply their personal ethics more universally. Yeah, because, uh, and I talk about it uh, similarly, perhaps, uh, uh, between um, violence and persuasion. Mm -hmm. And and so, so much of our philosophy is, is driven by this idea that um, it's, it's our job if we want to cooperate with other people to, to convince them that there is a win-win to be had and to, to make the, the sales pitch, in a, I suppose that's a vulgar way of thinking about it because I don't think most people think about it that way. And, you know, it's, it's everybody knows it's wrong to steal from your neighbor, but a lot of people get tripped up when they're like, well, I'm going to elect a guy and that guy can steal from my neighbor to do things that I think we should do together. Right. Um, that's that's the crux of it right yep absolutely yeah it's it's not excusing what is known unethical behavior you know you otherwise know this for yourself and it's even taught to your little kids you know what i mean they're like hey you know don't hurt others and don't take their stuff kind of thing you know respect the golden rule but suddenly oh well now if you vote you can steal you can murder right as long as you voted on it now it's okay and it's it's really uh, ethical insanity if you're watching this show, you're probably wondering, is there a way I can support liberty and improve my life at the same time? Well, there is. Pack Crest Botanicals is a libertarian-owned company that makes botanical CBD products. I started using CBD oil to help me when I'm trying to sleep, and my three annoying cats won't leave me alone. Now, I can just ignore them for a solid eight hours and wake up feeling great. Not only are they run by our friends in the Liberty Movement, Pack Crest Botanicals also uses high quality organic ingredients in everything they make. They sell tinctures, edibles, topicals, and botanical vapes. CBD oil can help with pain, insomnia, inflammation, anxiety, stress, arthritis, and more. Use discount code FREETHEPEOPLE to save 25% of your order and if you select Free the People as your charitable organization at checkout, a portion of your purchase will be donated to us to help fight for freedom. So yeah. it's, it's a philosophical platform, and agorism is perhaps slightly different because mm -hmm. it's kind of an opt-out strategy, right? Yeah. Are getting this right? But take, yeah. Um, I, right. I would say agorism is more about strategy. It's like, okay... The state exists. How do we live as free as possible and still try to trade? And the point is like, okay, we need agorism. We need the black market to exist and be healthy um, because while the state is controlling the white market and making it hard to, to sell things there, we need something for people to actually fall back on. And yeah. um, it's like a way to circumvent the state and still, you know, trade with each other and get value from each other. Uh, without seeking permission from yeah. from the government so i see it more as like tactics and strategy of how we uh transition to a more voluntarist or anarchist society uh, because what you're doing is actually giving real life examples that hey we can do this we, we don't need uh the state to come in and and regulate whatever you know food drugs you know things that are here uh you, we just need this sort of uh, communication and ability to hold each other accountable. We don't need violence to do that. You yeah. can use your words. You can post about it. You can share knowledge with people. Uh, like you said, it's it's really about 
choosing persuasion over coercion and, and respecting each other as individuals, but also staying strapped in case there are people who refuse, right, to, to um, talk to you, yeah. right? If, if someone's aggressing against you, you should be able to take action and defend your life yeah. from, from that person. So it, the, the, One of the things that I think, uh, are, are you, would you guys identify as libertarian? Yeah, small L libertarian. It's, a, yeah. it's an umbrella. Yeah, definitely Certainly. small L, not yeah. a not a party strategy. And and I think generally here at Porkfest, everybody's some kind of a libertarian. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and definitely. and we spend most of our time fighting with each other about that one percent that we disagree on. But, <laughs> but the, the the general thing that I think Porkfest proves wrong is this mythology that libertarians are are isolated. They they are s- simply wanting to be left alone. Um, and I, I don't think that that's the story of libertarianism at all. I think I think yeah, the power in community, and proving that through cooperation we can we can do really cool things and solve problems and 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 by the way provide a better unschooled education for our children than than the machine has ever done. Um, and so I love I love the emphasis on on community here. Yeah. And it's kind of funny to watch it on the inside because anybody that's ever been part of a community knows that there's there's plenty of arguments that go on yeah definitely um, (laughs) we um, were just having one before we got on your show (laughs) about uh using the word left or right yeah and should we (laughs) right right. let's continue this argument (laughs) what's what's your opinion on that oh um i mean i guess i personally like to be specific about actors and actions and i find that sometimes if you use abstract labels like left and right without defining them it can be easily misconstrued your message so i just you know especially if you're talking to someone if you're gonna use labels like left and right or communist or socialist it's always good to just define your terms and make sure that you know you you use the word the same as someone else and if you don't then now you know now they can be like oh okay you mean left in this context and okay i can agree with what you're saying here so um basically i think it's fine to use those words but i do think it is helpful from a communication standpoint to define your terms. Yeah. <laughs> and, I think and that's, what you mean. that's true. Uh, uh, most libertarians get pissed off at me because I describe myself as a radical Democrat. <laughs> but, but I go on to explain what I mean about that. Because right. I, I think d- democracy is not this idea that 50 plus one get to do whatever the hell they want to the other 49% of a community. It's the process, the market process where everybody's voting all the time and they're making choices and they're they're buying things they're deciding not to buy things they're cooperating they're deciding not to cooperate with certain people they're trusting they're not trusting um, to me that process is radically democratic because everybody gets what they want um, and I think it's and, and argue with me if you disagree please but to, to your point about defining our terms sometimes we give up really really packed words, potent words, uh, beautiful words, like community, like, um, I mean, democracy, whether we like it or not, it's, it's, it's a religious term almost. When, you know, when Joe Biden talks about uh, assaults on democracy, it, it sounds like it's an assault on the church or something. Yeah. Um, but, but also like words like justice. And, and I, I think a lot of 
a lot of us accept the fact that those words have been stolen from us. And I'm like, I, I think we should just steal them back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just a matter of communication and effectiveness because, you know, at the end of the day, when you have political terms, they're always going to be loaded and people have their own ideas coming into it. So I agree here with Fa that defining your terms is important. You know, democracy typically connotes people voting. And so very often that will confuse people, I think, on that. They'll think, oh, OK, majoritarianism, you know, majority rule and collectivism. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's important to be able to use words that really are, are quick for people to understand and, and able to be, you know, kind of grasped and and used in a, in a way that makes people understand the principles better, I think. I think that's, to me, what's what's most key. So personally, I don't typically use democracy in, in terms of uh, defining those things. I like cooperation uh, over collectivism, you know, because political collectivism is forcing people to a one-size-fits-all rule, uh, you know, political rule. And uh, cooperation is people actually coming together, as you said, you know, proverbially voting with their resources and with their time and with their associations so you know it's just a matter of how it's used and how effective someone is at being a communicator and if they're good enough to take it back you know more power to them i mean that's amazing i would love for us to to take every word back that'd be that'd be fantastic you know but i laugh at the you know the, the leftists and i say this in the egalitarian sense of the people who are in the the socialist democratic socialist you know camp and they try to say oh libertarianism is a a leftist root word i'm like okay well too bad i took it you don't even believe in property rights what are you gonna do yeah. you know <laughs> so well yeah. i I'm, I'm in the camp of wanting to take liberal back but i that may be a, a hopeless project that's tough that's um, a tough one too because yeah. because it's it's been Pretty, yeah pretty well hijacked yeah that's why i like voluntarism it's so neutral people are like what even is that they have no preconceived biases about that i can do that all day and no one's gonna be yeah hopefully like, oh that's evil you yeah know? hopefully voluntary is is one of those universally not, yeah you know, like at least an 80 percent 80 20 word where yeah. yeah i like voluntary yeah yeah and, and most you know people would be like oh you like volunteering or something I'm like no not volunteering but yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's the greatest confusion you get with that usually i, I like anarchist that's a word that's been co-opted and uh used by the state to mean chaos but i like standing up for and be like no i'm an i'm an anarchist i'm a anarcho-capitalist that means you know an anarchist is someone that just doesn't want mandatory rulers and you own yourself so is it the same thing as a voluntarist i i think you would get nuanced but i kind of use it interchangeably yeah. like i will call like someone's like oh what are you are you a republican are you a democrat and i'm like no i'm a you can call me an individualist. You can call me an anarchist. You can call me a voluntarist or an ANCAP. I'm just yeah. kind of, or libertarian. I kind of see those as interchangeable. But you might have more nuance of each of those words. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, Because I know there is yeah. nuance, but I see them as similar. Like every single one of those, you know, libertarianism, anarchism, voluntarism, it's all about individual body and property rights. At the end of the day, that's the thing that, is the founding principle of all of those in, a, in my opinion yeah, and and so. you you sort of acknowledge this but anarchism is a very provocative word because how it's been used yeah how it's been used um is is when you do you use that in your work and it and do you find the the provocativeness like a, a conversation starter or a conversation ender have you ever thought about using cbd oil you haven't well think about it now are you thinking about it good because now there's a way to support freedom and improve your life at the same time. Packrest Botanicals is a libertarian-owned company that makes a wide variety of botanical CBD products. I use CBD oil to soothe the sore muscles I get from constantly 
fighting the man here in Washington, D.C. It's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it. Packcrest Botanicals uses high-quality organic ingredients in everything they make. And as libertarians, you won't have to worry about them hurting people or taking their stuff. They sell tinctures, edibles, topicals, and botanical vapes. CBD oil can help with pain, insomnia, inflammation, anxiety, stress, arthritis, and more. Use the discount code FREETHEPEOPLE to save 25% of your order. And if you select Free the People as your charitable organization at checkout, a portion of your purchase will be donated to help us keep fighting for freedom. Um, I would find it like a conversation starter. And you're right, it is very provocative. So often the first response is, oh, what do you mean you want? You want anarchy? You just, you want nothing? You want no order, no rules? I'm like, no, anarchy means no rulers, not no rules, you know, not no respect of each other. Yeah. So I, I do find it as a good uh, opportunity to clarify how that word has been hijacked by the states, like a yeah. good historical lesson or something. But it's <laughs> it's the opposite of covering your face in black and sucker punching someone from behind. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, those are tyrants. Yeah. This is just another form of authoritarians. Let's call them by their proper names here, you know. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the music, because this is um, <laughs> um, something that, that I've been obsessed with for years, is, is getting out of politics. I'm trying to get out of politics myself. It's hard. Um, it's, it's like Godfather 3. They, they keep <laughs> pulling you back in. Four hours. But I, 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 don't, I yeah. don't think that, that political solutions are particularly compelling if and until we connect with culture and get people to understand this this fundamental choice between violence and cooperation yeah um i assume that's why you do what you do but like were you a musician before you were an anarchist um, are you an anarcho musician <laughs> no like i you know I, I played the triangle in school i played the recorder but i i never learned like the guitar i never took piano lessons or singing lessons like i never went through that but in my room i sang and rapped a lot and i danced <laughs> with my little sister and my family and my family's really big into karaoke so that was that was my experience with music my my whole childhood is karaokeing with my fam and uh also with myself and just exploring music and realizing like wow music is so powerful it can it can you know if you can put words to a song in a certain way it that can just be timeless and and if you can capture like a feeling or a sentiment in a song that can stick with someone forever you know you have people who i mean like i'm one of them who's like fans for life of certain rap groups like dead prez you know like i follow them on instagram i check out what they're doing and i'm i'm like wow they they made this let's get free album that's my favorite album by them and it you know there's some socialist aspects to it but i don't think um it's from like a really deep understanding of what socialism is it's again definitions right so f how they is for them socialism is more about community uh cooperation actually yeah. is how yeah. they talk about in the song and the song actually you know there are some songs about like the public school system uh the police state and that was one of my first exposures of like wow the power of conscious rap the power of conscious music and uh i particularly like rap the most because Y you know you can you can go fast you can go slow you can kind of sing during it and you can fit a lot of rich uh words in there 
but versus you know songs are great too um but it's you know you just limited time that's all yeah but yeah i i find rap really great uh, of a medium to um you know try to you know like mask order for example the song i made or disobey or i did not consent you know in two minutes talking about how duncan lemp was murdered talking about how with the pcr cycle tests like that was a lie you know like it, how it just um inflated of the viral content of some you know in someone's body to make it seem like they have covid way more than they actually do that it's way more you know things like that and that's a bunch of context to put in two minutes that's you know it's fun to listen to you could play it again and again um you can dance to it versus you know a video it can you know after you see a video once an informational one you you probably wouldn't watch it over and over just because you got the info you know but there's something else with music that brings joy you know in yeah. addition to uh the content being shared and what's being said so. i do think a lot of uh, uh self-described socialists maybe democratic socialists in particular they're thinking about being social and they 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 don't know or, or they don't believe like the history of, of socialism and, and, and Mao's slaughter and, and yes. Stalin's slaughter. They, yep. they don't, they don't, they probably just don't know about it because they, they, yep. they weren't taught any of that stuff. Um, so I, I, I think there's a potential audience there. Um, particularly, again, young, we were talking about this the other day when we were debating on stage. Um, I think there's some truth to be said that at a certain age most people stop thinking critically about what they believe and who they are because they've kind of settled in on whatever it is they settled for so it makes a lot of sense to to try to engage people um in while they're still in school but but certainly um through music the left has done this so well i just used that word that the, <laughs> the, the radical authoritarian progressive left yeah right yep. yeah mm -hmm. we do what you're saying yeah <laughs> right Oh, um, yeah. I mean, they're, I they're being trauma-bonded in there in school. They can be reached out to. Yeah, I was actually a Democratic Socialist. I, I loved Obama coming out, and I thought, uh, you know, we need to have welfare, but we, you know, we got to be reasonable about it. We got to check up on people, make sure they're getting jobs. Like, I had that whole mindset because I was instilled going through K-12 through public school uh, in the Washington State School District. Um, it really taught me to fear the market. It taught me to fear people and to just have my life run where I act based on just fear of the unknown, fear of challenges, fear of conversation, and more getting me used to top-down control. Like, oh, okay, we need guns in the hands of certain people that, you know, we pick and choose, <laughs> yeah, to be the best. And I just, you know, that's... I totally agree with you that a lot of these people just don't know. And so they were raised with that mindset that the world is scary, capitalism is scary, uh, so therefore we need, you know, to pay taxes and not be free. And it like, you know, I, I totally understand that that cognitive dissonance is put on people and especially, you know, children going through the prison school system. That's that's what I call it. So. Uh, speaking of cognitive dissonance and and the idea that only certain people should have guns, one of the one of the most mysterious things in the modern world for me is why people who are so articulate on police violence are the same people insisting that 
you can't have a gun, <laughs> that only the police can have guns. Right. Explain. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's pretty yeah, clear right? that they're they don't have consistent philosophy yeah. because they're they're reactionary. They're just right. looking at these situations and be like, oh, see, you know, they're racist, they're bad, but oh, okay, now you should give these racist, violent people right. the monopoly on guns. And it's because all they know is that government is solution to their problems. That's yeah. that's all they can think about. Because right. as we were talking about with school, young people have their lives centrally planned, yep. you know, for 13 years. And they're told what they must do to the tune of a bell hour by hour. And they have their interests um, and their passions and their self-driven creativity, shame to extinction. Yep. And by the time they're done, they're so traumatized that they can't actually have, you know, consistency in their thinking because all they know is piecemeal or ad hoc ethics. Yeah. That's, that's all they have. And so they repeat whatever they're told. And even when they think, oh, yeah, I didn't really like school, they'll still defend it. They'll still defend their captors just like they defend the police when it's time for them to do the violence that they think is good. It's like Stockholm uh, Syndrome. That, yeah, that's yeah. that Stockholm Syndrome because yeah. that's all they know. All they know is, okay, the government's a solution to life's problems and they can't think outside the state. Yeah. So yeah. undoing that traumatic uh, brainwashing is itself, I think, one of the biggest and most daunting processes in the uh, you know libertarian realm is trying to get people yeah. to undo um, all of that programming. And so that's a part of what we like to do is, is to help people unravel all those. But what about the roads and, yeah. <laughs> and what about the children questions and things like that? I think it helps to like help people process and remember what was school like for you because because mm -hmm. it's easy to just you know have some narrative and forget about your past mm. you know be like eh, i didn't like school so much but at least i learned math and english you know but not really taking the time to like be like huh okay what was it like before i started school what was my life like oh yeah i used to play outside all the time hang out with you know for example for me with my grandma and learn from her and whatever to going to school and having you know any books i wanted to read shut down it's like no you can't read that book you want to read you can't read harry potter whatever you need to read what i tell you to um and then you know being forced to wake up so early and attend and listen to an adult different adults for eight nine hours a day uh and then being given like really crappy high fructose corn syrup filled food um, and then like 30 minutes of recess or probably less now in certain yeah. places I've heard like just 15 minutes for kids in one day. Um, it really breaks you down. It, it sounds like you're talking about prison. It is yeah. a prison. Yeah. It literally <laughs> is a prison. I yeah. mean, children can't leave and uh, parents are threatened with violence in jail if they don't send their children to school or get legal permission from the government to not send their kids to school. Um, it's it's the most insidious thing and it is the precise reason why statism is so rampant in the world today every single big government you look at china you look at germany uk anywhere their public school system is alive you know and and taking these kids in and churning out people who will just follow authority blindly and not think for themselves and like you said not think outside the state and just have the premise that they can never shake and be mad at people for trying to shake them out of this their premise that the state is necessary yeah. that coercion is necessary for peace which is so contradictory saying that right to have a civil society we need to uh, uncivilly you know put you in jail if you don't listen like that's insane that's that's literally moral insanity you know advocating for one thing yet doing the opposite <laughs> that's like 
At Kibbe on Liberty, freedom is a lifestyle 24-7, something you live and breathe and wear every day. If that describes you, you need the very best Liberty swag in the market today, just like this shirt I happen to be wearing. Go to freethepeople.org KOL and check out our exciting merch. You too can love Liberty and look cool. So. Extremely well said. <laughs> but I have to know, Jack, did you also pick up the triangle when you were in high school? <laughs> uh, no, I, I got to, uh, you know, have like a quick year of piano. I did do a little recorder uh, and I had this French horn for a bit, but I hated it. They were forced me to take again. There's a part of compulsory schooling. While I'm right. so against it. They forced me to pick an instrument. It was it's the, really French the French horn. The French horn you. did me yeah. in the term libertarian. Right. <laughs> Um, and I would just break the strings on it because, you know, it has these like three buttons and I'm just like, I don't want to play. So I'd intentionally squeeze it extra hard. So I'd get out of it. And it was just gross because there's all the spittle inside. You had to turn Ew. around and drain it. So it's, you know, putting all my spit down on the ground. It was gross. Oh. <laughs> um, so, you know, I didn't really have as much of a crazy musical background or anything like that. But I knew how to produce because I had some experience, you could say, with uh, music production and uh, voiceover stuff. Um, working on an Xbox 360 game, I was actually a voice actor for one, and had done a few things. So I was like, okay, let's uh, let's take our shot at doing some music together. And we did a parody song at first, and then eventually we got to the point where we're like, okay, let's let's do this for real. Let's and be we, serious, yeah. we went to the studio, we uh, did a music video, and that was legendary. And Cap Grind, one of the the classics of our <laughs> Liberty music. So and one of my favorite things with the music process is just like. Right, working on the lyrics together you know it's it's a fun process to try and be like oh let's add this in or this idea or let's say it this way and yeah it's, it's pretty fun so what's <laughs> what's your best performing video uh mask order yeah was mask the, order the yeah. most popular because that's Which the most widespread sense. because outside of our niche area here lots of people didn't like the mask orders and the yeah. shutdowns lockdowns and even they were playing it at the canadian truckers rally so they were sending yeah. us videos of oh, them playing awesome. it at the rally yeah, yeah. they're like oh that's that's that kind of cool wasn't incredible. expecting that <laughs> i was like hey buddy yeah <laughs> they're in the truck I'm like oh okay wow that's canada and yeah. uh, they're playing our song awesome <laughs> yeah oh and the the second song after that that's the most viewed at least on youtube is ancap grind so that's actually pretty cool that that's my second viewed video big in brazil it's specifically <laughs> about anarcho-capitalism and, <laughs> you know, trading in the market and <laughs> stuff like that. So, so uh, after Eric <laughs> July, who actually raps about praxeology, um, you guys are, are bringing some pretty heavy ideas to, to music. Yeah. Yeah, our to, lyrics are yeah. very specific and Eric even very definitely niche. a big inspiration for me. Yeah, well. we love backwards. Yeah. So Eric, and comics too, obviously, because he does the Ripper verse. Sure. Yeah. So it was funny because he actually, <laughs> you know, did music first and with the comics, and I did comics first and I'm in the music. Yeah, we kind of have little parallel uh, <laughs> you know, systems here going on. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of crossover. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. ramble tangent on Canadian truckers. I'm I'm convinced <laughs> that, and it's awesome that they're they're playing your rap videos there for inspiration because I don't think that our government would have unwound lockdowns if it wasn't for the Canadian truckers. They were scared to death that the working class in our country was finally going to rise up and I'm They were I'm planning both, to. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were, they were planning to. I one of my great heartbreaks was that the American people put up with this for so long and I mm. I realized that there was there's so much co coercion involved, but I I expected all of those non-essential workers to say fuck you <laughs> pretty early yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people, um, 
I've, I've said that, you know, the opposite of liberty is fear. And fearful people do the most horrific things to each other. Yeah. Yep. And and that's, that's where we it, were. Fear. But uh, shout out to Canadian truckers, man. Yeah. 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 Very they took great. a stand. Yeah. yeah. So what's... Uh, so you guys are continuing to make music videos, mm-hmm. and what's what's the big project, or is it just is you just constantly commenting on what's going on, or do you have like some master plan that you can tell us about? Oh, um, well, I don't know if there's a master plan for music yet. Uh, we certainly are, are continuing to produce music yeah. on an ongoing basis, so we just we're always doing. It. We have our next music video actually being shot. Um, next month so we're shooting uh, Break the Great Reset that's going to be a great video to do we have a little Klaus Schwab action Um, and (laughs) we also do events too so we have an event that we're throwing up um, a range event with Lou Perez he's going to be doing a comedy show at the gun range (laughs) called Don't Shoot Lou yeah. Which we do take seriously. Hopefully Please don't shoot. Hopefully, doesn't recycle Lou. the same jokes. Yeah. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, and so we're going to be doing that. And then we have uh, my comic book series is finishing up a remaster. And then we're going to have the next arc campaign come out uh, late fall, early winter. Um, so that's super awesome because I've been doing that stuff for about ten years. And we finally had a remaster from the first issues because there were some problems with companies I was working with, and I just started doing it on my own and fixed everything. Oh, and you're working on your third book. Oh, and I'm working on my third nonfiction the, book the now. Um, that your... should be out probably end of this year, no later than January twenty. 2024 but maybe sooner because I, I think it's really needed so and I, I'm really excited with those books because I've just heard nothing but good things from people even people here who came to see my talk uh, they are like wow this is you know incredible how well you put this into such a concise and neat package it's just so relatable as opposed to being like oh here read human action right off the bat it's like okay yeah, a thousand page economic treatise is a little little daunting <laughs> for you know a family and you know someone to read on a Saturday <laughs> yeah, afternoon right. Um, so my like books Ralph are nice family readings. Yeah, right. <laughs> I put it into a hundred pages with further reading and references. So again, if you want to dive deeper, you can, but I make it so it's accessible for anybody who's busy with life and work to not feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to read this book. I'm never going to finish this. Yeah. And that was my goal is, you know, make it digestible, but well-reasoned and something you can literally take away and start defending the principles right off the bat without a hitch. So yeah. I, I guess if I would try to summarize, if like, I guess our master plan or ultimate goal is uh, so we together we have we call ourselves trees of liberty I mean I have the philosopher he's Jack Lloyd but um, you know together we are under this org that we came up with together called trees of liberty and that's ultimately our goal is you know whatever medium you know we're communicating in um, in person being the most powerful, right? Shaking hands with people, that one-to-one like conversation about your actual history. Uh, our goal is to bring the prin- uh, principles of liberty and plant those trees everywhere so that people get it and um, it is spreading. And, and just like you were saying with the, uh, I mean, Porkfest itself is an illustration of how the liberty movement has grown. Like you saw it for yourself, how in the early days of Porkfest or early years, it's probably more single people. It's probably more the f- the the first intellectuals who really like dove deep and and read you know Rothbard's Conceived in Liberty or something you know or Man Economy and State. Are you throwing shade like, at me? Because <laughs> you? you're kind of describing me. Oh, so. and, and yeah. like you know Tom Woods and <laughs> AKA the nerds were first. A lot of first. dorky single dudes. <laughs> That's right. Actually baby. carrying their earmarked <laughs> copy of Human Action. That's Their right. stereotypes. I'm not saying you're autistic, but there's stereotypes of autism for a reason. (laughs) But it's it's just more like the idea that, like, yes, in the early days, it took some of those people who, 
you know, maybe they were outcasted. Mm-hmm. You know, that that for them to be like, oh, wow, I, the system rejects me. These people reject me. I don't want to conform to the school system. Yeah. They were the ones that were the pioneers of new thoughts and looking out like you and Tom. And I, those are the people I think of Stefan Molyneux, um, Mises Institute, you know, like they're the ones who helped to spread these ideas. And over time now, suddenly uh, women or more women are actually being pulled in and attracted to the philosophy and right, and then as you saw at Porkfest, like people hooked up and got <laughs> married and had had babies, and now Porkfest twentieth anniversary is like full of so many kids. Like I met this one kid who was like, "Yeah, I've been coming here since I was three years old." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm fourteen now," and he's like, "I love coming here every year. I've made so many friends, and when we leave, I stay in touch with them throughout the year." Yeah. And it's so incredible. I'm like, that's precisely the world I want children, humans to be raised in. Yeah, the, the cultural evolution from, from book dorks who argue about that stuff. I mean, I, I think most uh, social movements, intellectual movements sometimes start that way where yeah. you know, yeah. somebody's arguing about a very substantial idea and they're just, there's only a dozen of them and they mm-hmm. create yeah. a circular firing squad and then they <laughs> kick people out of it. Um, but as, if, it, yeah. if it's a good idea and it takes seed, um, pretty soon you you have families and you you have not just book nerds but but creatives and and, yeah. and people that actually Music. know how to make things happen <laughs> yes <laughs> producers yeah. Yeah. yeah CEOs like all, all kinds of people now yeah, yeah. by the way I'm going to test this theory on you and maybe it's slightly sexist but I've always oh. argued that the <laughs> vibrancy of a social movement is when the ladies start showing up because women don't waste their time sitting around in circles arguing about the footnotes and Mises. <laughs> is that sexist or is it true? Or is it both? Um, I have def. I mean, stereotypically, I do kind of have noticed that trend, yeah. Like, <laughs> more often than not, like, women I've spoken to in the liberty movement are like, okay, yeah, I don't really care to argue the fucking nuances of... I don't know, like scarcity or something. Like they're like, no. How do I raise my children peacefully? How do I have babies? How do I cook? You know, <laughs> how do I be a good wife? And uh, yeah, like it can be stereotypical. Not all women. I've met women who are definitely very intellectual and not about having kids or whatever. But I definitely think there's a trend about that for sure. Whereas yeah. men can get more in, like heated into like, no, <laughs> this words means this, and let's talk for three hours about. <laughs> <laughs> Some really nuanced yeah. topic. So, but, yeah, but also, I like, um, <laughs> at least I, I can e- extrapolate from my family. Um, I am kind of the I'm the sex symbol that sits around quoting Mises, <laughs> and my wife is the person that that knows how to actually get shit done. I don't know if she's listening. Oh, your wife over there? Oh yeah, she's she's hiding. Uh-oh. She uh, she sees you. Oh, she's she's, she's, she's she just gave you a, a serious yeah, stare. She knows. <laughs> I, she, I only recently <laughs> discovered that she tracks me on my phone. <laughs> like so key she, logging? So like she's the NSA. Like, uh, <laughs> she's kind of like my little deep state. Right. Wow, she's you your, your own, FBI yeah. agent. You got NSA a personal at home. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, so give us, uh, let's wrap this up. Give us uh, a blatant promotion for where we can find you and the work you're doing. I have a card, Trees of Liberty, LLC. So you're, yeah. a, you're a for-profit uh, production do oh, yeah. thing. No, we're definitely yeah. for profit. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we do not shun profit or the word profit. Uh, but my, my stuff you can find at jackvloyd.com. Um, you know, that's the double L in the Lloyd. Jack V is involuntarious, Lloyd.com or volcomic, V O L 
That's V is in victory, V-O-L-C-O-M-I-C, volcomic.com. Um, between there, you can pretty much find most everything. But I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm all over the internet. I'm in places that you'll even, you know, be totally surprised by. Like some person's like, hey, why are you doing this hair loss video? I had no idea. But, you know, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be there somewhere. You'll find me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of cool things. And, and every time someone discovers something like, wait, you also do this and you also do this. So it, it's just it's hard fun. to encapsulate for people. It's a little overwhelming. But you got your own places, too. Yeah, uh, for me, you can find my website. It's thephilosopher.com, and that's uh, philosopher spelled with the O, so P-H-O-L-O-S-O-P-H-E-R, the philosopher. And uh, yeah, you, from there, you can find my Twitter, Instagram, Minds, uh, <laughs> uh You know, well, Float, okay, YouTube. well, that changed. Uh, YouTube, <laughs> Twitter, still on Facebook. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Twitter, yep. Mm-hmm. Smoke uh, signal. Yeah, like <laughs> a smoke signal. <laughs> no pressure, sky. but I'm counting on you guys to transform the culture. Oh, <laughs> well, so thank the, you. So that no we, pressure, we, we right no longer yeah. produce mindless <laughs> status who are going to um, enslave us all. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been working we'll on it. Best. It's been good so far. Uh, you know, started off doing all kinds of interesting things. Some uh, one of the things I really enjoyed is Anarchy Ball back in the day. So I was one of the original admins of Anarchy Ball. That was a very popular meme trend thing. This this ball that was black and yellow, you know, representing ANCAPs, and then uh, transitioned doing more and more stuff. And that's when we got working together and and really took it to the next level with music and skits. Yeah, videos, and educational videos. And videos. You got to work with Firearms Policy Coalition on some cool stuff like Three Reasons yeah. to Abolish the ATF. Right. Um, we had a red flag reality campaign where we were trying to, this is back when Trump was in power and calling for red flag laws, and we wanted to make a series of videos to highlight why red flag laws are dangerous. And uh, yeah, FPC was a huge funder of that. And uh, we Thank produced, you. yeah, thanks, FPC. And uh, <laughs> we had one skit. Um, like a fun skit about gun control and then a more presentational video about the, uh, abolishing the ATF and then another one about how um, you're actually like safer in school statistically and you're more likely uh, to die you know if you're a kid or something in like uh, what was it the die bus? by lightning or even die oh, yeah, in yeah. a in a bus like right in we, an accident than an actual drowning, school shooting yeah. <laughs> so it was it was really trying to like push for that and yeah. and so we try to also just stay in touch with what the hell is going on and what narrative the current people in power of the corporate press or politicians are saying and um, really trying to bring you know a different alternative view to whatever the current you know hot button issue is whether it's uh, abortion you know that right that comes in waves seems like with the media uh, cycles they do that they're like how do we bring outrage about a certain topic and make as many people as possible myopically focused and afraid of something like whether your neighbor gets a private abortion like that's none of your business whether your neighbor owns a gun or not like basically trying to get people like in fear about their neighbors and then that's kind of the trend i see like and whether it's public school or when you leave public school and you you look at watch television which you shouldn't (laughs) you know or mainstream tv i mean maybe you can check in and just be like curious but recognize it's like constant programming you know so yeah but yeah that's where you can find me thephilosopher.com cool thank you guys (laughs) yeah thanks for having us on it's been an honor thanks matt good to get to know you guys and uh, i'm waiting for the the next (laughs) cultural bombshell (laughs) <laughs> Us too. We'll see if, how this music video does. It's pretty funny. 
yeah, we'll do we got our some best. special costume in there. We'll, we'll see how yeah. it goes. We're going to be uh, chasing Klaus Schwab Who's around Tampa. Who's dressing like Klaus Schwab? Is it you? No, I won't brother. be. I'm going to be working on the production side this time, but yeah. um, my brother, he Josiah, he's a, a great set support. He's always making cameos and things. So if you're if yeah. you're a fan of our lore, you'll trace him in different videos, yeah, he's like in a different lot skits videos, or music like, videos. Like he was even yeah. at Tom Woods' 2000th on the stage <laughs> yeah. doing their their uh, battle for Family he, he Feud. He was dressed as Vegeta. So it's, he's kind of like Dragon one of those Easter eggs okay. that you'll see in different places. And when you connect the dots, you're finally like, oh wait, yeah, <laughs> he's everywhere. Why does Klaus Schwab dressed like Palpatine. Like. <laughs> it was, um, I forgot the university's name. I just forgot, uh, was it Lichtenstein? <laughs> it, it, he, it was actually a specific outfit for doctoral robes. He was giving, being given an, uh, an honorary doctorate. So it was more benign, technically, in terms of what he was wearing, but it was like a perfect villain costume. <laughs> the meme like, was, the this memes is are perfect. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this encapsulates you and your whole vibe entirely so you gotta run with that so yeah, yeah. yeah why, why, why are you giving me such an honest answer I wanted to hear about some claim <laughs> sorry yeah no clickbait titles for you today yeah you're no. getting five views on this now well, well thank you guys it's, it hasn't rained yet so we, we lucked out yeah. yeah we did Woo. <laughs> thank you Matt cool. thank, thank you, you. yeah thanks for watching if you liked the conversation make sure to like the video subscribe and also ring the bell for notifications and if you want to know more about free the people go to freethepeople.org